Welcome to Sexplicit, a podcast which offers free, quality and up-to-date sexuality education. In this podcast series, we will be talking about sex and sexuality explicitly. No topic is too taboo and no question is inappropriate. This is a safe and educational space to explore your deepest curiosities. My name is Anissa Varaste. I'm a clinical sexologist and this is Sexplicit. Welcome to another episode of Sexplicit. This episode is for parents and carers of children and young people. Have you ever wondered if a child's behavior is normal or healthy or not? Some of the frequently asked questions by parents are, how do I react when I see them playing doctors? What if I catch them showing their genitals to their friends? At what age is masturbation normal? At a very young age, children begin to explore their bodies by touching, poking, pulling and rubbing their body parts, including their genitals. But how can you discern which behaviours are developmentally typical and which are concerning? So this episode is about understanding developmentally typical sexual behaviours in children and young people. Before we continue, I would like to say that the content of this episode does not substitute therapeutic or legal advice. If you have concerns about your child or a child's behavior, please do seek help from a qualified health professional or legal advisor. You can also refer to Child Abuse Report Line website for more information about when you need to make a mandatory notification. One of the tools that I use in my work and I've found very helpful in identifying developmentally typical versus concerning behaviours in children and, and young people is the traffic light model. This framework was developed by Family Planning Queensland in Australia and it uses a traffic light tool to categorise the sexual behaviours of children and young people to help us make decisions about safeguarding our children and assessing and responding appropriately to sexual behaviours by helping us understand developmentally typical sexual behaviours and distinguish them from concerning behaviours. Although this resource is based on current knowledge and research and has been designed by professionals, and I have personally found it very helpful in my professional practice, It should be used within the context of your own life, the rules and regulations of where you live, and in conjunction with other relevant assessment tools. So it's not intended to be used as a prescriptive tool to identify sexual abuse or quote-unquote unhealthy sexual behaviors. And it doesn't cover all possible behaviors, but it will give us some guidelines as how to make decisions about children's behaviours. So this traffic light model lists examples of green, 
yellow and red behaviors for four different age groups. And I've heard from parents that they say that they have a gut feeling when their children are expressing concerning behaviors or are showing signs that they're at risk of harm. This framework is designed to support that instinct by helping parents make effective assessment and decisions. So all green, yellow and red behaviors require some form of attention and response, but the type of intervention or actions that we take will vary according to the category of the behaviors. Green behaviors highlight opportunities to provide positive feedback and information that supports healthy sexuality. Yellow and red behaviors require more observation, education, and increased monitoring or therapy. So as I said before, when using this tool, you need to consider the current social, cultural, legal, community, and familiar context. So what do you do if you identify a green behavior? And I will go through the green, yellow, and red behavior for each age group later. But let's first understand what you need to do if you identify a green behavior. Green behaviors are safe and developmentally typical sexual behaviors in children and young people. They are usually displayed between children or young people of similar age or developmental ability. They're also reflective of natural curiosity, experimentation, consensual activities and positive choices. Expressing sexuality through sexual behavior is natural, it's healthy and it's part of growing up. And green behaviors provide an opportunity for us as parents and caregivers to positively reinforce appropriate behavior and to provide further information and support when needed. Okay, next is yellow behaviors. What do you do if you identify a yellow behavior? Yellow behaviors have the potential to be outside of safe and developmentally typical sexual behaviors. They may be unusual for that particular child or young person or of potential concern because of the age or developmental differences of the children involved. Or they could be concerning because of the type of activity, the frequency, duration or the context in which they happen. Yellow behaviors signal the need to take notice observe, gather more information, and then consider appropriate actions. So recognizing that a behavior may be concerning is the first step of this process. And it's important to know that yellow behaviors shouldn't be ignored. So you need to consider why the behavior may be displayed and then continue to monitor the behavior to to collect more information. Red behaviors. What do you do if you identify a red behavior? Red behaviors are outside of safe and developmentally typical sexual behaviors. 
They may be excessive, secretive, compulsive, coercive, degrading or threatening. They may involve significant age, developmental or power differences between the children involved. They may be concerning because of the type of activity, frequency, duration or the context. Red behaviours call for a need for immediate intervention and action. Again, when identifying the behaviour, do consider the context and be guided by it. So the things to consider when it comes to red behaviours are, first, what are the risks to the young person or young people involved? What are the needs of um, the people involved or the children involved? Then the potential or real risks to others, people who are not involved directly. And then laws and regulations in your state and country that you live in. Okay, here is a list of the different behaviours based on age group. Newborn to five years old. Green behaviours. So in this age group, these are considered developmentally typical sexual behaviours. Holding or playing with their own genitals. Wanting to touch or curiosity about other children's genitals. Wanting to touch or curiosity about breasts, bottoms or genitals of adults. Some games like mummies and daddies, doctors and nurses or showing their genitals to other children. Enjoying nakedness. Interest in body parts and what they do, so asking questions. Curiosity about the differences between different bodies, between boys and girls. So these are all developmentally typical sexual behaviours for 0 to 5. Yellow behaviours. Preoccupation with adult sexual behaviour. Pulling other children's pants down or skirts up or trousers down against their will. Talking about sex using adult slangs. Preoccupation with touching the genitals of other people. Again, note that preoccupation is different to curiosity. Following others into toilets or changing rooms to look at them or touch them. Talking about sexual activities that they have seen on TV or online. Red behaviours for this age group, 0 to 5. Persistently touching the genitals of other children. Persistently wanting to touch the genitals of adults. Simulation of sexual activity in play. Sexual behaviour between young children involving penetration with objects. Forcing other children to engage in sexual play. So these behaviours are concerning and they require immediate intervention. Now, green, yellow and red behaviours for 5 to 9 year olds. Green behaviours. Feeling and touching their own genitals. Curiosity about other children's genitals. Curiosity about sex and relationships. 
showing interest and curiosity about how sex happens, where babies come from, same gender relationships, having a sense of privacy about their body, using swear words or slang words for parts of the body or for genitals. So these were green behaviors. Now for yellow behaviors. Questions about sexual activity which persist or are repeated frequently despite an answer having been given. Sexual bullying face-to-face or through texts or online messaging. So cyberbullying. Engaging in mutual masturbation. Persistent sexual images and ideas in talk, play or art. And use of adult slang language to discuss sex. Red behaviors. Frequent masturbation in front of others. Sexual behavior engaging significantly younger or less able children. Forcing other children to take part in sexual activities. Simulation of oral or penetrative sex. Sourcing pornographic material online. Now for the age group 9 to 13. Green behaviors are solitary masturbation. Use of sexual language including swear and slang words. Having girlfriends, boyfriends or partners who are of any gender. Interest in popular culture, for example, fashion, music, need for privacy, consensual kissing, hugging, holding hands with peers. Yellow behaviors for this age group, 9 to 13. Uncharacteristic and risk-related behaviors such as sudden changes in dress, withdrawal from friends, mixing with older people, having more or less money than usual, going missing. These are yellow behaviors. Also verbal, physical or cybersexual bullying, including sexual aggression. LGBTIQ plus targeted bullying, so bullying others because of their gender identity or sexual orientation. Exhibitionism, for example, flashing or mooning. Giving out contact details to strangers. Viewing pornographic material. Worrying about being pregnant or having an STI. Red behaviors for this group, 9 to 13. Exposing genitals or masturbating in public. Distributing naked or sexually explicit images of self or others. Sexually explicit talk with younger children. Sexual harassment. Arranging to meet someone that they've met online in secret. Genital injury to self or others, forcing other children of same age, younger or less able to take part in sexual activities, presence of sexually transmitted infections, and evidence of pregnancy. Now the last age group, 13 to 17. Green behaviors for this age group. Solitary masturbation, Sexually explicit conversations with peers, 
interest in erotica or pornography, having sexual or non-sexual relationships with same or other genders, sexual activity such as hugging, kissing, holding hands, consensual oral or penetrative sex with others of the same or different gender who are of similar age and developmental ability. Also choosing not to be sexually active. This is also developmentally typical. Yellow behaviours for this age group, 13 to 17. Accessing violent pornography. Uncharacteristic and risk-related behaviours such as sudden change in dress, withdrawal from friends, mixing with older people, having more or less money than usual or going missing, taking and sending naked or sexually explicit images of self and others, giving out contact details to strangers online, joining adult-only social networks or websites and giving false personal information. Red behaviours for this age group. Exposing genitals or masturbating in public, arranging to meet face-to-face with someone that they've met online, preoccupation with sex which interferes with daily functioning, sexual degradation or humiliation of others or self, attempting or forcing others to expose genitals, sexually aggressive or exploitative behavior, sexually explicit talk with younger children, sexual harassment, non-consensual sexual activity, use of power and control in sexual relationships, genital injury to self or others, sexual contact with others where there is a big difference in age or ability, sexual activity with someone in authority or in a position of trust. So here were some examples of green, yellow and red behaviours in different age groups. But what if the presenting behaviour that you're observing is not in this list. So if you observe a behavior that is not in the list, you can use these questions as a guideline to make a decision about the child's behavior. First of all, is the behavior consensual for all children or young people involved? Is the behavior reflective of natural curiosity or experimentation? Does the behavior involve children or young people of a similar age or developmental ability? Is the behavior unusual for that particular child or young person? Is the behavior excessive, coercive, degrading or threatening? Is the behavior occurring in a public or private space? Are other children or young people showing signs of alarm or distress as a result of this behavior. I hope that you found this information helpful. If you're ever unsure or have concerns about your child's behavior, please do seek help. And if you're interested in learning more about developmentally appropriate sexuality education for children and young people, We have a workshop for parents and caregivers that we run regularly online, which you can attend from anywhere around the world. More information on RelateSexology.com in the upcoming events section.
I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback about today's episode. And if you have any other questions, please feel free to share them with me. Okay, we have come to the end of another episode. Do join me again for the next episode. Until then, it's goodbye for now.